Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Learn or Be Learned podcast. This is your host, Shane Callahan. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about value and self-worth. And we're going to talk about the similarities between the two and the slight differences between the two. So jumping right into it, self-worth versus value. Um, a lot of thoughts might come to mind of how similar they are, that self-worth and value go hand in hand, in which they do. But because of perceptional differences, they're kind of different. I'll explain why in a little bit. But uh, the reason why I'm thinking of self-worth and value is because of just reflecting back upon 2020 and just what happened in my own personal life and then witnessing what happened in other people's lives and the outcomes and the challenges and the circumstances. Um, and a lot of it, you know, is displayed on social media, of course, through, you know, how people display themselves, like the image that they kind of project or what they're saying. Um, everybody's affected or everybody was affected in a different way last year. And I'm assuming 2021 isn't going to be any different. Um, I'm setting my expectations low so then I can be surprised and, you know, be happier later. But anyway, um, a lot of people started questioning their value. And on top of that, they started questioning their self-worth. And we, we tend to put value and self-worth in the same sort of category in our mind because of how we reward, like internally reward ourselves based off of our value and our self-worth. Um, so if we figure we have high value, then we must have high self-worth. If we have high self-worth, then we in itself, you know, should have high value. Um, it's funny when it, when it comes, depending on the direction it comes from. So if you're thinking self-worth to value, if you believe you have high self-worth, and so you are every um, a bit of confident, um, you think you know everything. And I'm not saying this in an arrogant way. I'm just saying this like you you think you have it down. And so you have your, your self-worth is pretty high. So you, then you you project this value that you have, you have this confidence that you bring value to whoever you encounter. And that's not always going to be the case, right? So you could have high self-confidence and high self-awareness and self-esteem and have this like self-respect, everything, but depending on who you are interacting with may not find value in you. And they might not find value in you because they may not, not, they might not need you, which is okay, right? Everybody needs something at a particular time. So the need may not be filled by you at this time. But we have this thought process where if we have this high self-worth, then we can take care of anything, everything and anything, right? Whereas if we flip the perception and kind of think about value first and then self-worth, people who find value in what they do then get that self, self-worth. So if they enjoy a hobby, if they enjoy their work, then they find their self-worth through that and 
if they lose the value, like say they lose their job and they lose that value, they lose their self-worth. They become attached to that thing. Whereas if you're self-worth first, then you aren't attached to anything specifically. You just want to be attached to something that you feel you would be good at. Hopefully you guys are following along. Hopefully I'm explaining this well enough. So depending on which angle you're coming from is dependent upon the reaction, the outcome of how you were going to um, handle certain circumstances. So like 2020 was just, it was nuts, right? I mean, things are happening left and right every single day um, between politics, uh, social dilemmas. Um, we had protests, we had layoffs, we had uh, just constant polarization and back and forth upon who was right, who was wrong. You know, conspiracy fucking theories thrown in there. Holy smokes, don't even get me started on those. I hate them. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. And it's just, it, it's a freaking wildfire out there that, anyway, I won't detract too much. But we all experienced a lot of value changes and a lot of self-worth questioning throughout the year. And we also kind of questioned our intentions. We questioned, basically, I, I, I hope you did too, is just, I was questioning everything in 2020. Like, who the frick am I? What am I freaking doing? You know, what's next in my life? What decisions do I need to make? And what's my worth? Um, it was really, it's just, it's funny how fast things change. Cause like last year, February moved from Seattle to Utah and I was sort of making a diagonal change. So I was changing a position from going from an event manager to a project manager, going from health and wellness to trade shows. And, um, my family has experience in trade shows and I did some work in trade shows in the past on the in, uh, um, install and dismantle side of things. So then going on to the exhibit side of things, doing project management wasn't too far out of my realm. Um, but it was, it was a, sh a shift, right? And it was a better shift. Uh, nobody was expecting <laughs> a pandemic really just to shut down everything. I was in Los Angeles in Anaheim getting ready for a show. We had half of our stuff set up. Mind you, I'm two weeks into this job and they're already flying me out. Two weeks into this job, we're getting set up. We have half our stuff set up for the show. We're getting ready to set up the other half. And all of a sudden rumors and just kind of emails started floating around um, on the client side. And the clients are freaking out asking us if we know what's going on. And we didn't really know what's going on at the time. We just kind of heard hearsay from uh, other exhibitors, but they were planning on canceling the show. Everybody was freaking out because the pandemic was finally hitting the U.S. at a hard enough level where people were like, well, shit, we shouldn't have big conventions anymore because it's just going to spread the disease faster. And so everything just came to a, a sudden like halt. Like I, I kid you not, I was there for two days on the third day there, it just stopped. And everybody was kind of like wondering, okay, what the hell are we going to do? And then all of a sudden the word came through, okay, you know, due to health concerns and safety, everybody, we're going to cancel the show. And it was just madness after that. People were freaking out. They're, you know, trying to cancel their flights or if they already flew in, they're trying to get flights back out and they're trying to get their money back and all this just hoopla. And, and I mean, less than a week after that, layoffs started coming around and the first round was on a Thursday 
And I mean, I am, I barely know anybody at this you know new job, but already I feel like I'm pretty close to them because I flew out to LA with them. We got an Airbnb together. We're all hanging out. We're all having fun, like just working. We're, we're expecting the best out of 2020, right? So we're all having high hopes. You know, things are, things are looking good. And all of a sudden this, just this wall comes and smacks us. or we actually just kind of smacked to a wall, I should say malls can't move. Right. Um, and yeah, just life as we knew it just turned upside down. I had coworkers crying saying that they got laid off. And I was scared. I mean, honestly, I was scared because I had, I was two weeks into this job. I had just moved. I was, I'm very hopeful that 2020 was going to be my best year yet, as I'm sure millions of other people were too. Billions even. And yet here we are like two weeks into this new transition and I'm getting smacked in the face. And so my boss decides to walk into my office after um, the first round of layoffs. And uh, he sits down in front of me, closes the door, and he says, you know, I just want to give it to you straight. Um, we're having to make some moves to help stay in business and to adjust to what's gonna, what's to come for the year because it's not looking good. And uh, he tells me, you know, we really want to keep you on. We see the value that you bring to the company because of the multiple roles that you could play. You know, aside from being a project manager, you could help in the shop. Um, you could help in other ways, and it would be beneficial. And we'll just fight hard to really keep you on. And I thought that was really awesome. I, I thought that was great for him to come um, and talk to me and just give it to me straight of the value that I brought to the company, but it also kind of raised the flag of, okay, they're going to try. And I understand that they want to keep me on, but I can't, you know, make any promises to myself or I can't, you know, expect to last through this with them. The company has to survive. And if they make, if they need to make more cuts, then they'll make more cuts. And I can't take it personal. I was just like, okay, I just got to carry on. But it made me reflect upon the value of what I bring to the table. And for um, my boss to name off all those things, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm glad I bring value. I'm, I'm glad I have the work ethic, the knowledge, the background. Even if it's just a little bit, I still, I still know what I'm doing, right? I still have my toes in there. I, I know what's going on. And I'm ready to get neck deep into it. And at that time, I wanted to just go all in. And um, then the next week came. And uh, that weekend, I made a video to everybody. And I told everybody, like, hey, um, make sure you bring value to your company because there's going to be a lot, like, a lot changing in the next few months. Man, it's so crazy, actually, to reflect upon, like, that time and to think that we were hoping that it would last, like, six months max. And yet here we are almost a year later still going on and it's, it's frustrating, but at the same time, you know, what can you do? It's, it's real. I, I, yeah, I won't get into that too. I'm sure there's a lot of people on both sides are like, it's real. It's not real mess. No mess. Uh. But, uh, anyway, um, made some videos to try to encourage people to bring value and to 
bump up their skills and just kind of encourage myself too, to keep me on my toes. But then Monday came along and Monday wasn't looking good. I think one or two more people got laid off Monday and Tuesday came around and Tuesday wasn't good. And things were kind of going all the way downhill. And then Thursday and, um, I, yeah, I got, so this is kind of funny because of the events and how I remember them. We had an earthquake in Salt Lake city. It was, uh, five point something, six point, maybe 5.76. So no, it wasn't that big. It was a 4.7. I think let me go, let me backtrack. I'm gonna say it's a 4.7 to five. We'll go between that. It was big though. It was noticeable. And luckily it happened because I forgot to set my alarm that morning and, uh, the earthquake ended up shaking me out of bed. It was awesome. It was great. I thought I was riding a wave and, um, I remember just, we had a ton of aftershocks that day. It was a Thursday no, it was a Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Wow, my memory is just failing me today. It was a Wednesday morning. Didn't go, to, you know, went to the office. Couldn't do anything because of the earthquake knocked out the power. Uh, there, were, we thought there might have been some shifts in the warehouse. We have tons of crates stored, at least like maybe sixty feet up, um, stacked on top of each other. So they wanted to make sure the warehouse was um, wasn't affected in a way where crates would be falling on top of us. If we were walking through them and they told us to go back home. So I went back home, Thursday came around and then Friday came around and Friday was the day I got laid off. And I spent like a half day on Friday, um, in the office. And that's when my boss came in and, uh, and he's like, Hey man, I really sorry to do this to you, but we gotta let you go. We can't keep you on because of what's going on. And I, again, totally understandable. Um, I mean, there's nothing more to say than that. So it, it made me question. Didn't, I didn't question anything yet. I started questioning things later. Uh, but it made me start thinking, okay, what's my next move? What do I need to do? Um, do I sit back and wait it out? Or do I jump into another job? Do I want to risk getting another job? is anybody hiring right now? And then like, cause layoffs are happening left and right. Like what's the, what's the effort? Where's the energy going to be put into? Um, and so I, I freaking, I decided to just take the easy route and went un- unemployed for a bit until August or yeah, August. It was the end of July when I started the new job, August. And then August got a new job and I'm still working there right now. But anyway, between my last job, which I got laid off in the beginning of March, and then the next job, which was beginning of August, there's that space in between where I was in absolute limbo. And I didn't feel like I was in a rush to get a job because unemployment was taking care of me for the time being. And I didn't feel like I needed to get a job and I shouldn't get a job because safety hazard. I didn't want to get sick. Nobody else wants to get sick. I don't have to worry about anybody else other than myself. So that's nice. If the circumstances were different and I had a family to take care of, then hell yeah, I'd be getting a job right away as soon as I could and finding that money, you know, to bring in the benefits and all that. But it's just me, myself and I. So as long as number one's taken care of, I'm fine. So, uh, in that limbo, though, there was a lot of 
thinking going down of what needs to be done better, what I need to do better, what I can do more of. And value and self-worth were attacked on all fronts. And it, it got to me to a point where I started kind of feeling bad for myself. Started feeling bad for where I was at. I'm like, shit, I'm unemployed? Like, oh, if I was still in Seattle, I wouldn't be unemployed maybe. Like, they made some adjustments, but I was going to do a lateral move to an account manager position. And I know the account managers aren't laid off yet. And, you know, I started backtracking all the way to, was it the right thing to move out here? Was it the right thing to make these decisions? And I started doubting myself and I started doubting my worth and my value and my, um, my decisions. And I started wondering like, am I making the right moves? And I went all the way back to college and I'm like, did I get the right degree? Am I doing everything okay? It's funny how life just kind of gets you that way. And when you're trying to, you know, move forward and all of a sudden, like, you just feel like you've kind of got stuck in this rut and you start tumbling backwards. And how I got out of that mental sabotage, self-sabotaging mindset was becoming productive again. Um, when you have all the time in the world, you think that you're going to spend all that time doing something productive every day and you don't, <laughs> at least I didn't. Um, I thought that a lot was going to happen and I just, after a few weeks, lost motivation, um, kind of went into the mentality that I'm just going to kick back. When am I going to get this time back in my life ever again? Um, probably not for a really long time. So I used to my advantage to do things I wanted to do, went on trips, well, road trips, didn't fly anywhere uh, around the state, um, saw some new things and hung out with some friends and, and socially distanced with them, went camping and just did a lot of fun things outside and things that I wouldn't have normally done if I had worked. So I took advantage of the, the, the time, but that's the self-sabotaging came in because uh, I didn't know what my worth was anymore. I didn't know if I'd be worth anything to anybody, especially if I was to try to apply to a job at the time. Um, I didn't have any set in stone experience with any company. I had a, a, I have a lot of experience doing things, but like project management and event management and, and in retail sales. Um, I have, I have a, a breadth of knowledge in different areas, but nothing that would really kind of grab on in an interview or on my application at least. So, um, so once I became productive again, I started bringing back value, started bringing back self-worth. And that's why I bring up earlier or brought up earlier the different perspectives between self-worth and value, right? Depending on what you're looking at. So I like to get to the root of what the word means. Uh, I like definitions of things just so I know that I'm explaining them correctly and talking about them in the right way. But uh, I feel like once you understand a word and its definition, it brings more depth to how you feel about that word. I'm weird about words. I love quotes. I'll just put that out there. I love quotes. I love words. I love um, the meanings that are behind them. And even if they're very simple, it, <laughs> people hate quotes sometimes. I don't understand how people can hate quotes. It blows my mind when people hate quotes because they don't think there's anything that can attribute to their life or they just think quotes are quotes and they're a big deal. How they can affect me. Quotes to me are just like the heartbeats of 
my soul essentially is just, it's a, a great way for me to express myself. And it's a great way for me to be motivated and inspired, um, and all that fun stuff. Anyway, I looked up self-worth and I looked up value and I wanted to know what the differences between the two were. And of course there are very slight differences between the two. Here is the definition of self-worth. Okay. It is having a sense of self-worth means that you value yourself and having a sense of self-value means that you are worthy. Self-worth is defined by Merriam-Webster as a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. And that definition was pulled from uh, Google and positivepsychology.com. And it continues with another, like the second paragraph that follows was, um, and this is just the second, I guess, option in Google, was your sense of self-worth helps you trust your own judgment and make better decisions, which are important leadership qualities that you can that can help you advance in your career. Self-worth can lead you, sorry, can land you, can't read my own handwriting now, can land you the confidence to run meetings, support their team members, and have greater autonomy at work. And that is from Indeed.com. All right, now to bring value into this. Uh, Here are four definitions that I found on Google that explain value. The first one, the regard that something is held to deserve, the importance, worth, or usefulness of something. Uh, Second one is a person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what is important in life. The third one is an estimate, or sorry, estimate the monetary worth of, or estimate, I should say, the monetary worth of. And then uh, the last one is consider someone or something to be important or beneficial, to have a high opinion um, or regard of. So it's funny, the different inter- like terminologies, right? Like I said, self-worth is very intrinsic. Um, self-worth uses value as its definitive word is what personal value do you bring or what kind of personal value do you think of by yourself? And then value itself is what we regard something as held in, in light of what we, you know, how we elevate it. Right. Um, and then the like person's principles and standards, uh, the estimate of monetary worth, and then a consideration of being important or beneficial. And I feel like the, I shouldn't say I feel like, I hate saying I feel like, I like to say I think. I think that the last definition is to consider something or somebody to be important um, or beneficial, to have a high opinion of, is probably the one that runs through people's uh, heads the most. So really, When you think about uh, this, brings me back to motivation because there's intrinsic motivation, there's extrinsic motivation, there's there's task and there's ego, but this is between you know intrin- intrin- intrinsic and extrinsic motivations. Value is extrinsic. What value do you bring? What value can you bring to the company, to your family, to your friends, to a stranger? And then the self worth is intrinsic. What do you bring to yourself? 
So one piece of advice that I can give that works and that I've read and that I've experienced is to find your self-worth and to find your values, you find your purpose. And that's a purpose in anything, a purpose in your work, a purpose in your life, a purpose in your relationships. To understand, you know, who you want to be and where you want to go and to really give yourself that value and give yourself that self-worth is to just to find your purpose in life. So really work on finding what you want to do with yourself and finding out, like really kind of digging in and, and finding who you want to be. And then living every day to fulfill that purpose. I have been obsessed with fulfilling potential and helping other people fulfill their potential whenever I can. It hasn't been often. It's hard. It's hard to try to convince somebody what their potential is and have have that conversation. But that's just, that's my goal. And that's my goal to myself is what was my potential and what can I do day in and day out to reach my potential? Um, a lot of people will use potential in its own definition of like, well, you're never gonna reach your potential because potential in itself is limitless, right? The potential is the next thing, which is exactly what I'm trying to say too. At the same time is I want to reach my potential, which means that every day I reach my potential is another day I reach my potential. Your potential is never ending. My purpose will then be never ending. And a lot of people will think, well, that's insane. You know, there's a Albert Einstein quote, if you do the same thing every day with no different outcome, then that's like insanity. He says it better than I did, but um, yeah. So for you to, you know, get that value, get that self-worth, like I said, that's what you're going to do is find your purpose and for companies and for people to find that value within yourself too, is you have to bring that to the table every single day. So if you're wondering like, what can I do better to bring value to my company? Then you have to fill the need, right? You have to fill the need with that person or with that business. You have to find out what gaps there are, what areas need to be improved on. And you work on the, in those gaps or you work on those areas of improvement and you do it relentlessly and you learn skills that could help you and could help the company and could help the person that brings value to them right and like it's a, it's a never-ending circle the self-worth and the value circle just kind of go back and forth because you bring more value to somebody then you kind of bring more self-worth to yourself too because you realize wow i'm needed here wow i'm appreciated here And this is this is a different conversation than depreciation and unappreciated work ethic. That's going to be another podcast. But right now we're focusing on the value that you can bring. And if you continuously bring like improvements, new skills, better skills, you can show that you're you're really helping somebody out or you're really helping the company out in a certain way, then keep doing that. Like I said, the conversation I had with my prior boss before I was let go was that I brought value to the company because you know they were hoping to keep me on, of course, but um, 
I was able to do a different, like different tasks. I was able to do multiple things at once. So in that sense, like just think of yourself as a multi-tool. A multi-tools, uh, for those that don't know, um, it's a tool that can be a plier, can be scissors, it can be um, a knife. There's a screwdriver involved, a uh, clamp. Um, well, sorry, not clamp, a uh, wire cutter. I don't know why I thought of clamp. That was dumb. But it, it's essentially, it's a, a tool that has multiple tools in it. Uh, Boy Scouts use them a lot and um, people in trades use them a lot too. It's just, it's an awesome thing. I keep, I have like three or four and I have two of them in my Jeep. But uh, think of yourself as being a multi-tool. And think of yourself as just being able to apply yourself to any situation or circumstance and bringing as much value as you can. And just do not lose your self-worth and do not lose your value if the person does not need you. So if you get rejected, if you feel that you could fill the void, but the person thinks like thinks otherwise, says no, turns you down, don't lose yourself, you know, don't be disheartened from it because you know you can bring value to what they need and maybe they just haven't realized it yet and also yourself do not reject yourself don't you know think of something that you could do and end up you know downplaying yourself is that it's not possible for you because it is possible you just got to start doing it so anyway wrapping it all up the self-worth is how you think of yourself and the value is how much you bring to the table. So go out there, think highly of yourself and bring as much value as you can. But all in all, your self-worth is dependent upon what you do, right? And what you think of yourself, um, which is more important is how you think of yourself. And really a lot of it comes from within. A lot of times we like to base our self-worth you know, based off of interactions with others, their judgments of us, you know, whether they like us or not. Um, a lot of our self-worth comes from comparison. We compare ourselves to those we look up to. We compare ourselves to those in the same age group, the same class, the same career path. It's endless, honestly. Social media has made it where you compare yourself and you don't even know their backstory. You don't know anything about the person, but just because they posted a better video or what you think is a better video, what you think is a better picture, you assume that by comparison that you're not as worthy as they are to live the life they live or so on and so forth. That's uh, a rabbit hole. But again, comparison really just robs you of your self-worth. And there's a quote, you know, <laughs> comparison robs you of joy. So find purpose in what you do, find joy, find value, find self-worth, think of yourself highly, set standards high. What we value should be held at a high standard or elevated to a point where it's priceless. And your self-worth should be priceless. Your purpose should be meaningful. And it's going to take a deep dive within yourself to figure out what 
is meaningful towards you to you and what you find value in and what you find yourself to be self-worth of. Do not let others define your self-worth. Do not let others define your value. And like, like I said earlier, it's the need. If the person doesn't need you or the, the, the company doesn't need you in that moment, that's fine. Walk away, go find another opportunity somewhere else. Your self-worth does not diminish because of that. Your value doesn't diminish because of that. Once you find that opportunity where you can fill the need, then that's where you're meant to be. You can always come back later to the individual or to the company to, to see if maybe your value has increased to them and you'll have more self-worth at that time as well because you've learned new things, you've grown, you've developed. But do not think less of yourself if you're rejected. Don't think less of yourself if you hear no. Self-worth is internal. Value is external. Just keep that in mind. All right. Let's go get greatness. It's upon you. Let's have a great week. Stay tuned for the next episode.